Okay, we'd like to welcome everyone back. This is Vanita at the Kitchen Island, and we have Faye, Cheryl, BJ. And we are here at the Kitchen Island, and we are definitely maintaining social distancing. And before we get started way too far into our first segment, we would like to welcome back our very favorite, Faye. We are so glad to have you back. We know you're still going through some things, and we are definitely going to keep you in our prayers. Thank you. <laughs> okay, she's being we a little. You. Yeah, we did miss you. We I did miss you guys you. too. Yes. Yes. So, um, uh, we'd like to also thank all of our listeners, um, stateside and abroad, who have been supporting us um, over the last two episodes. And that's to include people in Ireland, Denmark, the Northern Mariana Islands, and Canada. We are truly grateful for everyone's support. Yes, thank yes. you for listening. So, the women here at the Kitchen Island, we have actually been in touch with each other closely over the past two weeks via FaceTime, which has become the norm for family and friends to communicate. Right, y'all? Yes. Yeah, I've been FaceTiming my daughter mm, maybe two or three times a day. Um, she's actually in New York City, which is the hot spot right now. Yeah, and so we'd like to make sure that um, we keep her and everyone in the city and the country and in the world in our prayers. Yes. Um, which brings us to our first uh, segment um, and what we're going to communicate and talk about um, the coronavirus. So I don't know about y'all, but I have to limit my time listening to the news. Um, at times it's been scary, and at times there has been misinformation given out um, to the American people, um, in my opinion. So the facts about the virus can be confusing. Don't you guys agree? Yes. Yeah, there's yes. so much information out there. It's information overload, and you just want to separate it. The, the, the facts and what you really need to focus on right now. Right. Yes, exactly. So, but today, um, we are blessed to have with us today to help answer some of those questions about the virus via mobile device, anesthesiologist Dr. Yolanda Tequanwe. Uh Good afternoon, Dr. Yolanda. Hello, Sister Vinita. Good to, um, to, to, to join you ladies here at the Kitchen Island today uh, in spirit of as you said, I'm calling from a mobile device. Um, so thank you for inviting me, and um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I can just kind of uh, shed some light on this important issue and um, certainly um, address any questions you ladies have or maybe even any of your listeners have in the future. Um, so... Um, well, we, we have a few questions that we'd like to ask. Um, okay. And uh, hopefully we can get some type of answers from that. And I'll go ahead and go first because my question is, when a person has the virus, they've been diagnosed with the virus, and um, they go through that um, quarantine of 14 days, and they're all better, they feel better, can a person, I guess my, my question is, can you get the coronavirus twice? Well, um, everyone, you ladies know this. The virus really is very new. So um, 
if it in fact behaves like other viruses, like, for instance, influenza, there is a possibility that if, if this ends up being a temporal virus, it could be that next year, next year, you might get it again. And that's the part that we're just not going to know until the passage of time. Um, I, it, 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 it's not, we haven't, I'm not sure that it's, it's documented yet because of our testing availability at every location in the country. I'm, I'm pretty certain that people who have had the virus and have had the, the fever and have had all that resolved, it, 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 it might be a safe assumption uh, to believe that they have antibodies in their body that has fought off the virus and that is how they convalesce. But we really don't know, since it's such a novel virus, it's a new virus, whether indeed next year you will have some what we call passive immunity or not. That will be yet to be seen. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that helps answer my question. Dr. Yolanda, this is BJ. And my question is about my 96-year-old mother who lives with us. And what precautions should we take knowing that she's almost 100? Well, um, wow. Um, you know, BJ, I would, um, you know, I think that, that, I think that really if everybody has the mindset that their mother was living under their roof, I think that um, these would be good habits to develop, okay? Mm -hmm. so. Um, everybody who lives under your roof um, needs to kind of maintain a certain level of hygiene, right, as they enter yes. their home, right? If we need to, uh, everyone needs to adopt the attitude that everyone outside of their home has coronavirus, right? If everybody changes their mindset and, and treats everybody outside of their home as if they have coronavirus, they will maintain a very high level of hygiene upon entering their home. Okay? okay. Um, so the minute you come in the home, you set your bags down and you immediately go wash your hands. You know? Yes. You wash your hands uh, for the 20 seconds, the front, the back, the west of the fingers, rotating each finger in the soap and the, and the water to build up that lather to really kill that virus. You know? The virus has a fatty coat around it. And when you wash with soap and water, which really is the standard to, to uh, cleanse yourself, right, upon entering the house, you don't need a hand sanitizer. Soap and water really will do the trick. That virus has a fatty lipid layer around it, and that soap just makes that virus explode and just, you know, you're just washing down the drain. So, uh, so you just, if you can imagine uh, that everyone outside your home has the virus, it's like glitter. Okay, if you can imagine as people are talking, glitter just coming out of their mouth when they sneeze, glitter just blowing out of their nose. That's why the physical distance of six feet is so critical because you really don't want those respiratory droplets falling on you. And uh, just they will go fall to the ground, they'll fall onto that uh, person's clothing. But uh, that physical distance is very important, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so it's important, you know, it's, it's better if your mom stays on her property. You know, it's probably better during this time when we don't have a vaccine, we don't have a treatment, for her to just maintain, uh, if she wants to enjoy the outside, maybe maintain uh, with, maintain her within the border of your home, right, of your okay. own property. 
Um, but as you enter, as your husband enters, if you if your son uh, you know son lives with you, as immediately upon entering, they they wash their hands. Okay. Okay. Um, we keeping a certain level of hygiene in the bathrooms, especially if you have a shared bathroom. It's very important. Soap and water to the counters, maybe twice a day. Yes. Yes.
this is this is the um, this is how I approach things sometimes, BJ. I say to myself, self, are you always going to have disinfectant wipes? I understand those are very difficult to come by, and yes. I in fact only have one 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 container in my home, uh, and I use it very sparingly. In fact, um, I, I just think bleach and water is really is really will do the trick. Okay. Um, but you know, they're also I've also seen. Um, Creative. I was in the store the other day, and uh, I saw someone who used that container and basically put. Um, I guess they had good quality toilet paper, or, or they cut a paper towel roll in half, and you could technically put bleach and water in that and, and rip out the roll. Okay. You know, so that you get the ease of a roll, but it's soaked in a little bit of a bleach and water solution. You know. That's a Thank good you. Idea. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yolanda, I have a question for you, um, and I know mm-hmm. that you might not have the answer to this, but what kind of time frame are we looking at coming out of this? You know, that's the million-dollar question, right? I mean, the whole world wants to know that. But, um, the, you know what, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. And what I would say is I, I don't – nobody has the answer to that. Nobody has the answer. I think, I think the more – the more important thing to address and not focus on when is the end, because that can seem so defeating and so demoralizing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to not have an answer. Right. But I think I think what we need to focus on is is how can I change or modify my behavior to make my community a safer place? How can I uplift my community, right? Um, and who can I influence to also help me make that change? Because you see, if we can continue to practice these new habits, we will reduce the risk of transmission. And I think it gives people a little bit more of hope and something to, it, it actually empowers you to help you feel that you have a little more control because you have a goal. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. it does. And, and I know, know, and you know I, 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 just, go ahead, I understand as, as the, um, the amount of cases start to maybe decrease instead of increase, that kind of shows us that we're, somewhat um, holding the, bi- the virus at bay. Exactly. You see, the scientists, all those researchers, we have amazing capacity to, pr- to, to invent and create when the, when, when the need is there. But our researchers, our scientists need time, right? And mm-hmm. viruses, need, viruses need humans to survive. So by, by observing those physical distances, you're actually, we're actually re- helping reduce the spread of the transmission. We're slowing it down. We're buying time for our researchers. Okay. Uh, by themselves, the viruses will just lay dormant. Mm-hmm. They can't infect, right? They can just lay the. They can lay there waiting to be picked up, but they cannot replicate, right? Okay. They require a human to make that contact with another human to continue living and infecting. And that's why that social distancing, that what I like would prefer to call physical distancing, is so important. Ah, okay, right? okay. So, so explain the difference between physical distancing and social distancing. Well, it's funny, you know. I mean, right now it's critical for us to maintain our physical distance, but it's also at the same time critical that we remain more connected emotionally and spiritually. Yes. And, and what I would write, social, what is being social? Social is sort of sharing the emotion. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think that we, we are trying to become, I'm trying to figure out myself in my own community how I can 
be more connected um, and help uplift my community, right? Um, I think that um, we need to maintain the physical distance, but that, but I'm not, uh, but that's very different than being socially distant, right? Yes. Because you can right? still reach can, out to people via phone, via FaceTime, Skype, Skype, mm -hmm. um, Teams, uh, different uh, uh, different connecting tools that Zoom. are out there. Zoom. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And, and I think we are people that need to be socially connected in order to make it through this together. Well, and I think there. I think um, I think part of the you know one of the biggest challenges is um, you know people have different levels of resilience. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people can, people, anybody who suffers from depression or anxiety, mm. um, this is for certain probably making all of those conditions worse. So we need to figure out how to, I would like to come around to saying uplifting our community. How can we reach out and support one another in this time where we're expected to sort of be more isolated? It's funny that you uh, said that because that mm -hmm. was what was put on my heart. Because, you know, my master's degree is in professional counseling uh, from Liberty University. And that was some of the things that I thought about this week. So I started calling all the senior citizens that I knew, our vulnerable population, that mm -hmm. live alone, that live by themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, the yeah. ones that really look forward to coming out to worship on Sundays, you know, so they can see yeah. everybody. Yeah. And now they can't. We, um, and, and we need, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was saying that I reached out to them and I kind of gave them just about seven different pointers and, and hints and tips so that they won't uh, get into that place of high anxiety or depression. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of gave them different hints and tips on uh, some things they should do as, as they're at home alone. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I hopefully will get to share that with our readers, uh, I mean with our listeners today. So they'll, if they're at home alone, uh, I can share right, these seven right. points with them also. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is challenging in so many ways, but uh, but I think that we, as, as a species, as people, you know, if you look back at history, there's always been the need for innovation. I mean, that's the that's the nature of of, of human of, of of being of life, right? We have to adapt. Yes. So, um, so we need to sort of figure out how to, how to, how to, how to, how to do the things we were doing, uh, but being socially mindful of the, you know, the larger crisis to keep our community safe. You know, um, this is this is a, this is something. You no, know, this is this is has never been seen before, right? Right. We've written, read about this in history books, but um, but we will. We will get through this with the, with the, you know, the courage of God and the grace of the Lord. We will figure out how to, how to continue going forward and, um, and just, you know, uh, bringing everyone else along. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Ms. Yolanda, I have a question, uh, by me working in the medical field, can you give me some tips on staying safe and keeping my family safe as well? Um, I'm, you know, I'm on the floor right now where they say, yeah. you know, it's, we don't have yeah. it on our floor. Um, well, but, you know, just you, you well, just never you know, know. You're well, listen, Faye, this is, this is the, the advice I gave to BJ. We have to imagine that, and, and you need to, uh, we need to adopt the mindset that everyone has it. Right. Right. 
So you need to, your your home has got to be has has got to be a clean zone, just like BJ protecting her 96 year old mom. Mm-hmm. The minute you come in, I I you know I work in a hospital too. The minute the minute I come in, I wash my hands mm-hmm. very well. Right. I I I get undressed and I go straight to the shower. Yes. So that's what I've been doing. I've been um, coming home, going straight to um, my um, laundry room or whatever and taking off my strubs. But I said I was going to start taking my strubs off under the um, garage, inside of the garage, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, starting there. You're just going to put your robe out there now. Exactly. You You leave that there, pick it up. Because I do, you know, get nervous, you know, um, coming home to my husband because it's just he and I live there. And, you know, right. Um, right. so thank and you so and much. Your, and, your, and your husband's probably working out at the house too, right? No, ma'am. No, it, um, he's retired at the moment. Okay, so he, he's actually staying at home then? Yes. Okay, so you're yeah, making most of the contact and coming in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, even if your husband comes in from his job, it's the same routine. What about the inside of my car? Because um, I've been keeping Lysol spray with me. Um, you know, just... Well, you know, this is the thing, Faye. I, I just, like I said, I, I just adopt the attitude that everything Everybody. out there is infected. Yeah. Right, okay. I, I, we, can, we can actually develop a serious neuroses uh, cleaning. Yes. Uh, and so I, I just, if I don't put my hands to my face right. ever, and I don't eat anything, you know, I can't eat M&M's anymore out of a package, right, because right. that involves putting it in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a snacker, what I would recommend is you get those M&M's in a little tumbler, you know, like a little kitty sippy cup, right. where then you just put things in your mouth, pretzels, potato chips, no snacking in the car at all, okay. at all. Mm-hmm. To, me, to me, I just treat it as if it's That's a good, that's good okay. thinking. I, I like that. I yes. yes. Mm-hmm. If you just accept that your car is dirty, you're right. going to become crazy. There are more important surfaces in my mind 
to clean. Now, if you now, I also don't wear gloves out in public. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel strongly that if once you wear gloves, you have to remember when you wash your hands. Exactly. Yes. It's too much for me. Too, I just yeah. I just consider my hands dirty when I come in the house. They're clean, right. and I quit I quit eating anything out of my hands. Okay. No M and M's. No Tic Tacs. If you want gum, it I mean everything has to be adapted now, so you could just open the lid and kind of toss it in your mouth directly mm. from the tumbler. Right. Okay. I mean, okay. we really need to rethink. We need to rethink a lot of our daily habits, and so that's what I mean about kind of you know figuring out how I can change and how many how many people can I talk to to get them to think about their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because when we all start adopting these behaviors as a community, that's when we're truly going to be safer. Yeah, and, and with you saying all of that, I'm just sitting here thinking about um, just before this, this all broke out um, that we weren't practicing, and that's how come people get colds from another person or get all these other infections and all this because just the simple things that you just named off, you know, those were passing germs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the level to which our society has come, and I'm not making a comment about, you know, I mean, I, I mean I'm a physician, so I, I am biased towards getting vaccines, but I'm just, I'm just demonstrating and showing and, and uh, highlighting the level of, the level of how cavalier we have become as a society, where we have a population saying, I don't believe in the, in the good, in the benefit of vaccines. You know, there are, there are parents that um, are, are, are very passionate um, about not receiving them and really kind of, um, you know, I mean, we've reached that level in society. So my point is that, you know, we've, we've kind of taken the, some, of the, some, of the, some of the amazing things medicine has developed for granted, mm-hmm. which was vaccines. You know, years ago, measles was, was, was killing, was, it was a killer. Right, and a vaccine was developed, and it became mandatory. And now, uh, you know, there's there's people who feel passionately that 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 they don't need it. You know, well, they benefit from what we call herd immunity, where everyone around them has had the vaccine, so measles is not prevalent anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? right, but um, but we've kind of forgotten, uh, you know, of the need for these types of things. You know, as evidenced by this pandemic. Yes, awesome. Um, well, I'm sure we're going to pick up a lot of those tips you've given us. Um, I won't be eating my chips in the car anymore. That's kind of a sad thing. I know. Um, a lot of us snack, yes. especially if we have um, long commutes. Oh, yes. Um, we snack in the car. We keep snacks in the car. We stop and buy snacks to eat in the car. Um, then we're stopping and we're getting gas and we're touching those gas um, pumps and, and just, it's just a never ending. We're punching our, our code in to get gas. Yes. It's just yes. never ending. So could you call my husband and let him know that since his nickname is Mr. Snack-A-Lot, that he can no longer <laughs> eat those gummy bears out of the bag? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
need to buy your husband a tumbler. Yeah. So we can just put him in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so um, I just wanted to share these seven tips that I've been uh, calling to our most vulnerable uh, population and just the ones that are living alone. Uh, and to our listeners, if you are living alone in this crisis, here's some helpful tip, hints and tips that I want to give to you so that you can keep your, your, your mental stability uh, together. Um, number one is establish a routine. Uh, get out of the bed. Don't lay in the bed all day. Don't keep the curtains drawn. Establish some type of routine. I know your routine has changed because of this shelter in place, but establish a new routine with being shelter in place. And whatever that is, just make sure you establish a routine. Number two, have some type of movement, some type of exercise and We've gotten so accustomed now going to a gym or going uh, riding our bicycles, which you still can ride your bike, uh, but make sure you keep your, your, your distance from everybody. So have some type of exercise, especially to our most vulnerable population, our elderly population. Even if you do exercise in your seat or standing up, you know, reaching up, reaching your hands up and down, some type of exercise. And they have so many different stations on the uh, television now and on the internet that can give you exercise exercise programs that you can do actually in your house. Uh, matter of fact, I'm a member of Lifetime Gym and they send a link out to give us different, you know, exercise classes that we can do at home. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So they have the trainers and everything and we're doing the classes, but we're doing them at home. So I just say that also is to make sure you have some type of movement. Number three is open up your blinds, open up your curtains, get some sunlight in your house. Uh, don't be in the house confined, closed up all by yourself with no light. Or get some light into your home because sun is great for vitamin D. So just make sure that you're getting some sunlight. Uh, number four is make sure you go outside, even if you can only go outside and sit on your porch or you can walk out on your back porch. You know, just go outside so that you can get some natural air from outside. And that'll help to stimulate you and help you from not getting in a place of depression or a place of too high anxiety. Something about God's air and his wind uh, and just being outside just causing you to get grounded, you know, more so in him. And then number five is FaceTime or call someone. As Dr. Yolanda said, we're to be physically distancing from each other, but socially as a people, we have to stay connected. So make sure you stay connected with your loved ones, your friends and your family. Call, FaceTime to make sure you're staying connected with others. And then number six, I know many of us, we've been doing living this life by ourselves for a long time. And it's sometimes we're a little prideful about calling for help. But if you need help, call someone yes, to get please, please, please. And so I've been stressing that to our most vulnerable population. Don't think you're in this by yourself. We know you live alone, but know that you have a whole community here that's here to help you. You need groceries. There's so many of us that can help uh, go and pick up some things for you from the store and also make sure we sterilize and sanitize everything before mm-hmm. we allow it to come into your home. Right. But we're still here to help you get the food and the, the, the resources that you need. And then number seven is the most important I've been telling and sharing with our most vulnerable people that live alone is to keep the faith. Mm -hmm. I say that to everyone is to keep the The faith. faith. 
For God is our refuge and yes. our fortress, mm-hmm. and yes. Him yes. we will trust. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we'd like to thank you, Dr. Yolanda, for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to answer some questions for us and some and give us some insight um, with this virus that's that's plagued the world basically, and. Um, we're just happy that you you joined us. Yes, thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, thank you, you Dr. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for joining us at the Kitchen Island Tea. And if anybody has any more questions um, or comments that they would like to um, give us, please contact us at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Um, we also may be reached our, at our Instagram account, which is kitchen underscore island underscore T, and that's at Instagram. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, thank you again, Dr. Yolanda, for yes. joining yes. us. Thank we you. love you, love and you. keep the faith. Thank you. Equally. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. One. Welcome back to Kitchen Island Tea. You can reach us at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. We know we said goodbye to Dr. Yolanda talking about COVID-19. Yeah. But we can't let her go yet because that was an important subject and she had some marvelous tips for us. Sure did. And so we asked her back for a few more minutes and Faye has another question. Yes. My question is, what do you do if you contract the virus? Well, Faith, um, you know, the virus is um, is going to manifest potentially a little differently in every person. So um, if, you, if you begin to develop a fever and you end up developing some muscle aches, what we call myalgias, uh, you might want to just call your doctor. It is not advised to go to the emergency room or to the doctor's office. You call your doctor who takes care of you, and you just let them know of, of your symptoms. And if you are breathing well and you just have muscle aches and fever, it is advised for you to just stay home but notify your doctor. Most people will have this level of um, this level of symptomatology and this can be managed at home. If they get a more severe uh, type of COVID-19 where their, rest, where their breathing is actually affected and it becomes very difficult to breathe and this, this patient, you know, many patients have experienced this, this is when then you need to, to call your doctor and then probably go to the emergency room because it can progress pretty quickly from there to more severe respiratory distress where you need an intervention. So um, if you just develop fevers and some muscle aches, I would advise calling your doctor. Do not go to the emergency room. You will uh, need to isolate yourself at home. You do not enter the kitchen. Stay in the bedroom. If you have more than one bathroom, you, you then um, take use of that one bathroom and let the rest of the family use another. And this is where now it becomes really important and really critical for you to have developed and been practicing those safe, those safe kind 
of hygiene techniques. Remember, we talked earlier today about um, about when you enter your home, you want it to be a, a perfectly almost sterile in your home. And now, if you actually become infected, you certainly would not want to infect your other family members. So this is where having practiced those habits from today onward, you're now, uh, the rest of your family can just maintain these habits, and this will protect them. So if you, if you think you're developing it, call your doctor, check your temperature in the morning and at night, uh, and if you have any respiratory difficulty, then you need to proceed uh, to the hospital. Okay. okay. But without any... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, Dr. Yolanda, what about the things where they tell you to drink hot water and go stand out in the sun and all those? Are those things just myths or are those for real? Like, do they really help? Well, I mean, I mean, vitamin D from the sun is good for your body overall. But when you actually have contracted COVID-19, I think, I think that, uh, first of all, I think most people who get it feel pretty lousy. So they're just going to want to be laying in bed, frankly. Um, and then hot water isn't really going to cure it. I mean, it might make your throat feel better if you develop a, a you know, a profound cough. Uh, but it's, it's not, um, it's not, it, you know, and hydration is, is important when you have any kind of a viral illness. So drinking is important, but I, not so much for uh, maybe being a curative treatment. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so you're telling us that we probably want to just make sure that we're staying healthy prior to um, getting exactly, the device. Exactly. If, like I said, if you vape, if you smoke, yesterday was a great time to quit because mm-hmm. we know that people who have high blood pressure, people who are smokers, people who have hypertension, people who have diabetes, people who have other diseases in their body, that they will, uh, they will uh, have more complications with this disease. So you also so, stated, Dr. Yolanda, that you heard of an analogy from one of your um, constituents on what the virus does to the body. Well, I think you're referring to, um, there's a, a prominent virologist from Hopkins who described how this virus, virus treats your body. He said it's something like a burglar that breaks in your home uh, eats all the food in your fridge, uses mm-hmm. all your furniture, has 10,000 babies, and then leaves your place crashed. Wow. wow. That's so crazy. It, it, uh, it, it has really, um, it is, it is, uh, it has a pretty impactful, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's clinical course. Everyone I've spoken to who's been affected by it, um, has told me that it is, uh, 10 days of being in bed with severe muscle pain and high fevers and just, just feeling ragged. Um, so it's not something to be taken lightly, even if you're lucky enough to be able to battle it at home. So Dr. Yolanda, what are some of the myths out there that you would like to debunk for our listeners? Um, well, one, one thing that is on my mind, um, only because I see people using them and, um, you know, I'm doing, I'm involved in some outreach trying to gather supplies for our local medical community. Um, and it's this idea of masks. Right, mm-hmm. um, and I would hate for I would I really would like to dispel the myth that just because you're wearing a mask, that that protects you in any way. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Right? Explain. Uh, right. Well, uh, there are a lot of um, kind of homemade masks that are being made, um, and um, because of the lack. 
lack of medical protective uh, equipment in the hospitals. And so um, I know that probably the seamstresses and the people that are making those masks are probably keeping a couple for themselves. Um, if you wear a mask, the only thing you're really protecting is the person or your surroundings from your respiratory droplets, mm-hmm. right? As you speak, there's always a little bit of spit sometimes that comes when someone's speaking, right? The but if you have a mask, the mask is just protecting the other ladies from your spittle. Mm-hmm. But it's not protecting you from the other persons, um, only their mm. physical spittle, but mm-hmm. a virus can still go through that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I would just hate for people to think that they could wear that and just go around anywhere because you could still contract it. It's mm-hmm. not, it's just a simple barrier. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so a wearing, barrier. It's wearing a mask it's, is just. It's protecting the other lady. Um, it's protecting the physical spit, but it's not to say that somebody who sneezes that it's going to filter out those tiny micron particles. So, Dr. Yolanda, wearing the mask is just doing your part. It's really not protecting you. It's just doing your part to help stop the spreading to others. Exactly. So, so if I have a cough and I'm going in public and I wear a mask, it makes you feel better, right? Because Mm -hmm. my spit is being contained in my mask. Okay. is better or physical separation is better which is the word you want us to use uh, uh, um, <laughs> so, so physical distancing right so they call it social distancing I mm-hmm. replace that word social with physical okay okay so, so so if you maintain six feet apart you don't need a mask right because that fiddle that glitter that's coming from their mouth is going to fall to the ground it can't, it's not We just brought you back, and we said we were going to say goodbye, but we want to thank you again for giving us these great tips about COVID-19, and we are sure our listeners uh, had a great benefit from hearing this conversation. I'm not sure if any of the rest of the Kitchen Island Tea Ladies have questions or comments, so remember, this is Kitchen Island Tea. You can reach us at kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. 
Thank you, Dr. Yolanda, and we'll be right back. And we are back. We're going to share with you guys some of our um, COVID-19 TikTok quarantine funniest moments. Moments, I guess <laughs> you would say. Um, you ladies want to start off sharing with everybody? So quarantine made me do it. <laughs> quarantine made me not wear makeup for the last, what, two weeks now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but quarantine is also making it hard for me to get my hair done. My hair is screaming for the creamy crack. <laughs> What's the creamy crack? That perm? Ooh, the perm. Oh, well, the sisters in the I house feel and you. haven't been able to get their hair done. I feel you. Yes. I saw somewhere on Facebook they said, in about two weeks, we're going to see everybody's true colors. Color. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, you all, COVID-19 has my boobies hanging. Oh, <laughs> no bra, no bra. <laughs> and I had to really make myself get myself together because every day, no lipstick, no makeup. And after a while, your family might get used to it. And I'm a newlywed, so I got to change this. COVID-19 made me do it, though. <laughs> I think I stayed in my pajamas probably seven days straight. Woo. I mean, I changed pajamas right. every Thank two you. days. <laughs> but why? <laughs> I haven't had to do very much laundry because of wearing my pajamas daily. But, you know. Um, it's been real, y'all. It really has. Your whole way of thinking. I've been staying up way too late and then sleeping way too late. And I've even gotten tired of Netflix. Wow. What? Can you believe that? I've gone <laughs> over to... watch everything. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing else on. I know. Yeah. I've gone to Hulu yes. and, and Amazon, yes. Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. Yes. And- <laughs> Now we're back to watching regular TV, HBO. (laughs) I don't know about you all, but it actually shows you if you really love and like your husband. Amen. (laughs) That's true. My husband and I are both now 24-7 together because he works from home now and I work from home now. So we're in the same space all day, all night. And it really tells you whether you love or you like. Your spouse. <laughs> Has anybody done any um, different type of cooking and recipes or anything? I actually made homemade pasta. Ooh. I know. I, I, I pulled up a video and set it here on the counter. And um, it, it, the process was great. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a rolling pin, so I used a wine bottle. Oh, wow. And it didn't get it thin enough, I think. Mm-hmm. So when I cooked the noodles... They puffed up really way too big. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yes, I yes, yes. I tried it. I now I know I think I either need a rolling pin or a pasta maker. Wow, wow. Yes, and then my husband made some homemade potato chips, y'all. Ooh. They were the bomb. Lace has you got nothing. Some left? No. <laughs> no. Dog. <laughs> they all right there. Well, my grandson and I cooked together. Okay. And so he made jambalaya for So that was interesting and it, it kind of brought us closer. Yeah. All right. And uh, we had fun together. So that's that might be something. Cook with your kids. Cook yeah. with your grandkids. Cook with your husband so mm-hmm. you can 
keep that love going. Oh, yeah. Or we even learn how to together. cook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I say I don't know how to cook, y'all. I just don't enjoy it, but I do know how. I feel it, well, I really haven't been in quarantine, to be honest. I've been working. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. You just got the job, what, last Monday? Last, last. I started last Monday. Right. Yeah, but, you know, the time my husband and I have been together at home, it's been great. So, yeah, I awesome. can honestly say I like him and I love him. Oh, yeah. look at you. Nine years and back to a newlywed, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Reggie, my brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then we also have been doing a lot of exercising together. Okay. So, getting out, walking and stuff. And so, that's good. Oh, yeah. You yeah. haven't had me Just on the track out. walking yeah, last night. Yeah, we was all together. Yeah. And actually, we walked from our house over here. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. The day before that. Well, yeah. Dr. Yolanda said we're supposed to take care of our bodies. Yeah. Take care of ourselves yeah. first. So, yes. walking is great. For your physical and mental stability. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go outside. Yes. yes. Speaking of mental stability and staying socially connected but physically distanced, right? What are some of the things that you all have do have seen or that you're doing to help stay socially connected? Wow. Okay, so that brings me to last. What was the last Thursday, y'all? Yeah. We did. You were not available. We did a virtual happy hour. Yeah. It was so awesome. It was six of us. Yeah. Six of us on FaceTime. Yeah. I didn't realize you can do FaceTime with more than two or three people. So I researched it and actually it's not my idea. I got it from someone else that was on Facebook, but you can um, do FaceTime with up to 32 people. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? 32? 32. Now you'd probably have to be it on the desktop so you can see all those faces. Right. But it was six of us last Thursday. We did a virtual happy hour. It was awesome. Wow. That's we, wonderful. We and had I a good time. Created one today before you, I came here. All right. Six of us on Zoom. Wow. And we had a happy hour and they were from different cities and we hadn't seen each other, but we were wondering how everybody was doing. So yes. it's awesome. Nice. Yes. So people are thinking outside of the box and people are reaching out wow. um, yes. to each other. And that's good to that's see. Good. That is good. So my daughter told me about a group that they have on Facebook. And it's like hashtag get your stuff done, but stuff is another word. Of course, okay. <laughs> this is the millennial generation, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're keeping each other accountable of things that they need to get done mm -hmm. while they are being quarantined. Wow. And they give a list of things mm -hmm. that they're going to do that day. And then they actually check in with each other to say they got those things done. It's over 100 people on this really? Facebook page. Wow. And so my daughter is now self-training her She's learning how to play the piano on her own. Wow. I thought about doing that, too. And so too. she bought a keyboard, and she's learning how to... So she's my live entertainment in the evening. Uh-oh, uh -oh, live concert. Yeah, she FaceTime me, and she's playing Ode to Joy. She just like, started playing oh, this piano wow. about two days ago. Oh, that's wow. Awesome. So she's learning how to, to... She's teaching herself how to play the piano. So And that's one of her things that she's doing, along wow. with some other that's things good. that she had to do around her apartment. But it's an accountability to make sure that everybody's staying connected yes. and getting things done while yes. they are quarantined. Wow. Yes, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. 
everybody's thinking I can for those people that are listening I'm looking around the island and these ladies we're six feet apart and their wheels are turning like ooh how can I implement yeah. this yeah. with my friends and That's family true. yes, yes. we hope your wheels are turning also to implement this with your friends and family yeah, yeah. accountability some things that you can say I'm going to get done this today or this week while yeah. I'm at home I've been going in and trying to do little things around the house like clean out a closet a day or mm-hmm. clean out a, a junk drawer. Everybody's got a junk drawer yes, in their yes, kitchen. I got about two myself. Yeah. And then I have that old drawer that's dangerous to put your hand in and get Ooh, something out yeah. before you might get stabbed or cut. <laughs> I also have closets like that. You open it and you'd be afraid that you're going to be killed by all the stuff that's going to fall out. I know. So I've been, I've been working uh, around the house doing little projects, yeah. getting things done. So that feels really good yeah. when you accomplish something, BJ. Uh, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> <laughs> we talk um, almost daily about yeah. projects around the house mm. that we're trying to get done. So yeah. we're, we're trying to Keep she's each been, other accountable on that level. And she's been an incentive for me because I was just sitting here saying I should do this. But then right. when you talk to Benita and she's, oh, I'm cleaning out this closet. I just feel like as soon as I get off the phone, <laughs> I go and start <laughs> a project. So um, it's been helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. You're Speaking welcome. Speaking of getting houses in order, Miss Faye, you just moved here. Has everything. Yes. From Germany. Yes. Brand new house. Beautiful home. Ooh. I love it. Um, actually, I started doing my own little private room today. I started working on it because I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta do something with this thing." But actually, it it's like it's your little together. she shed, like, like your like little diva, little, yeah. Room, all right. Yeah, it's coming together. So I'm grateful for that. You know, I I'm enjoying the house. I'm I truly thank God for it. You know. Um, we both do. We're grateful, you know, to be here with family, you know, and it's family that we want to be around. You know, yeah. some of your family you don't want to be around. That is true. Be That's you. true. But we, we honestly, we love Anita, Mitch, Billy, you know, and we, we love them all and we thank God for it. So, um, and I like my community. I'm getting, beginning to know my neighbors and that's. That's that's good too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's good and interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but we're yeah, it's coming together. Um, so we like it. Thank you for asking about that. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. For yes. the record, I just want everybody to know that I do love and like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Why you keep saying that? I had to put that out there just in case he listens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She loves you. <laughs> she loves you. Yeah, yeah. so we actually work together. It's been, it's been a joy. I guess that's got to be different. That's it's, it's be. different, and, and it's even weirder because of the fact we work for the competition. He works for a company that competes with my company, and now wow. we're working out of the same house, but we're in separate rooms. <laughs> separate rooms, <laughs> yes. huh? So you're yes. professional. We're professional. Yes. We make yes. sure we don't cross any ethical lines, just as we don't cross them when he's in the office. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, working at home and spending time, we're actually eating breakfast together, having coffee together. We stop and have lunch together. Oh, nice. So oh. it's really nice. It's we like dating each other. Time. Exactly. Dating. So yes. we enjoy it. We enjoy each other's company. That's you awesome. know, I think that's awesome. I think sometimes God has to set us down to, you know, to get that. You know, you need that connection to reconnect. Yes. You know, sometimes we can lose touch. Yes. We can stay so busy on us, 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 me, 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 job, 
running from here to, you know, but now we're all sitting down. He has our attention. Yes. We can focus on family. Yeah. But, you know, that matters so much. I you think know. you're exactly right. And you yes. know what's happened to us? Usually you go in every direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You rush home, the kids come home yep. from school, you're coming from work. But now, especially with my 96-year-old mom, since she insists we sit at the table see, to eat see, dinner we're all eating wow. together and we're talking together see? and sometimes we have to turn off the TV and put on music yeah. and so we're teaching each other about the music that we like so see? it's really been a God saying you know God said we're going to sit down and so now mom said you're going to sit at this table and eat together and it's been a blessing so this is an idea for those of you that have families out there. You just brought that to my attention because my husband and I started listening to some jazz while we're yeah, cooking. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, it was really nice. Been really nice. If you're having a, if you have a family, maybe you let each family member each night pick the music or the genre for dinner. Wow, nice. So if it's your seven year old, they get to pick the yes. music. If it's your thirteen year old, they get to pick the music for dinner that night. If mm-hmm. it's your your mother that's ninety six, she get to pick the music uh, for that night for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just have it so each person around the table each night they get to pick. Oh, I like that. Music I like that, that Cheryl. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know. The coronavirus is uh, a bittersweet um, in that sense that, like you said, Faye, it has brought families together and people are eating together and talking and watching movies Mm -hmm. and and coloring Mm -hmm. together and just doing, Mm -hmm. going for walks and doing different things. Um, At the same time, like I was saying earlier, it can be scary, Mm -hmm. but if we lean and depend on God and not be anxious for anything, we got this. We got it. Together with God. He's got us. Yes. Yes. He's got us. us. So, um, and saying that, I would like to thank these ladies for coming out today um, to the Kitchen Island. We actually had tea tonight. Yes, we did. Normally, we're just drinking water, maybe a little bit of tea, but we were really down hunkering on this tea. So um, I'm glad of that. And um, contact us at thekitchenislandtea uh, at gmail.com. We are also on um, social media as far as Instagram at kitchen underscore island underscore tea. Um, we want to thank you guys for coming out for this most important, important yes. podcast today. Yes. Um, we've been um, thinking about it all week long of yes. what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about. And we're so grateful that we were able to um, have Dr. Yolanda spend time with us explaining some things and shedding some light on some things. And um, we just want to send out another shout out and thank you to her also. Um, Cheryl... Cheryl is going to close us out. And then, um, like I said, contact us. Stay in touch. Listen. Share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, cousins, uncles. Yes, <laughs> please do. And, yes. and uh, Faye was just pointing out to me, she would want us to uh, just pray for those who've been affected by the virus. Yes. If, yeah. uh, if you don't have the virus, I'm sure you've been affected by the virus in some kind of way, whether it's a loss of job or whether it's a loss of just being around community, being around friends uh, and family, whether you do have a loved one that's sick with the virus or you had a loved one that has passed on with the virus. Uh, We just want to lift you up in prayer and uh, close out with that. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your time and your space being able to allow us 
to speak to uh, the masses here um, with Kitchen Island Tea. Mm -hmm. God, we ask that you protect and you keep those, Father God, that's been affected by this uh, virus. And we pray, Lord, that your continued hand be upon us and we keep the faith and we make sure that we're going to hide ourselves under you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you again, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the island and join us um, for our next episode. Not sure when that's going to be, but at the Kitchen Island Tea, kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Um, talk to y'all soon. Yes. Bye. 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 Adios. Ciao.